Check right, test one, two, three. Yeah, I get my reading glasses on here. Didn't have to used to do that, but I guess this life has come to these days. Thank you for listening to the Fields Brothers Show. Well, I'm Roger Fields, and I'm here with my brother Jeff. We're in Central Kentucky at Moonlight Fields event venue, and we're just two. Um, I guess, what do you call uh, um, Retired pastors? No, we're not really retired. We're pastoring. <laughs> we well, always we did, kind of. For the last three years, you've said recovering pastors. Are you, well, I are thought you I would to get change it up a little bit. <laughs> I mean, you know. And so anyway, I mean, we're uh, we're in Kentucky. I live in the town of Nicholasville, a rural community. Jeff lives in the big city of Lexington. We've got a uh, we've got an intern in our office this week for the for the summer, and uh, he was wanting to know. You know, I work in the financial services industry. He's wanting to know what each of us. He was interested to see what each of us did in our, you know, college, what we studied to become a work in the financial services industry. Well, so what'd I said, you tell? Well, I told him the truth. I told him I went to a Bible college and was pastor for ten years. And anyway, so I'm sorry to interrupt your well, that's okay. uh, your. Uh, Beautifully worded intro, so I'm shuffling, continue. And I'm shuffling. <laughs> anyway, don't send money. We are not listener supported. We're not supported at all, actually. We don't sell advertising. We do all this, I guess, out of the goodness of our heart, and we just have fun doing it. So if you send us money, we'll just blow it on something frivolous. So, Jeff, what you got going on over there? We're going to we're gonna blow it on something what? Frivolous. Okay. <laughs> I just want to see if you can say it again. <laughs> yeah. One little thing before I get into other stuff, and, and we don't need to spend hardly any time at all in this, just a teeny tiny bit of this, and then we'll move on, is last podcast I accused you of uh, thinking a verse was from um, First Corinthians, that you had said First Corinthians, and then we weren't sure if you said First Corinthians or correctly said Ephesians. And um, I admit I was wrong. You did say Ephesians. So anyway, let's move on then. We don't need to dwell whoa, on that anymore. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's so move anyway, on. what so I was going to correct me, but I was right to begin with. Okay, yeah, we'll just move on from that. That's right. It's you know I'm used to that. I'm used to you know me being right and you being wrong. So I, I, not a big deal. I listened to the um, yeah, I listened to the recording back or and um, so, yeah, you were right. I was wrong in that. But anyway, okay. well, what? I did clarify chapter three. You had said you weren't sure it was one or three. So anyway, yeah. all right, okay. Um, before I get into, actually, there is some, you know, I had a whole page of notes. I had kind of in mind what I was going to talk about. And just about, oh, three or four hours ago, I came across something on Facebook that I thought was, it, it may be one of the best posts I've ever read on Facebook. Really? And a whole different, it's a topic that I don't think we've ever dealt with here. But uh, And I'm going to share that with you here in a minute and get your thoughts on it. But before right. that, before that, we'll give that little tease. We need to give a shout-out to Captain Hanson Gregory. Now, he's been gone for a number of years now. But captain that, in the Army or a captain? Um, kind of captain? I think it was the Navy. I don't yeah. have that written down here. But uh, um, right. he did something very important okay. that has made our lives better. Captain Hanson Gregory, June twenty second, 1847, he invented something. 1847. June 22nd, to be exact. Coming up here. Now you got me. He invented the donut. You know, recently I had National Donut Day the other day, which I think there's a couple of those a year. But Where would we be we without had, the donut? I think it was Friday, Thursday or Friday was National Donut Day. And um, and I read this story that he invented. He was in the Navy and just looking for a different recipe, and he, and he made the very first donut. And ironically, 
The very first Dunkin' Donut store was in Boston in 1950, less than a mile away from where Gregory is buried. And, and that was just kind of a coincidence. He had nothing to do with starting Dunkin' Donuts and all that. Okay, so anyway. my question is, what does any of this have to do with anything? I mean, It's just... We're just giving honor to whom honor is due. Is that, is that in the Bible somewhere? Oh, he, Give he, honor to whom he, honor is due. What do you invented the devil? Was so. he just the first one with the idea of drilling a hole in the middle of it? I mean, no, no, is, no. Just the hole. The, no, they, the, he figured out the hole later. He didn't. They didn't even have the hole initially. Oh. You know, the general hole. He was or the no first hole. one to what? To put to fry flour the, and dough and, and sugar and together to fry and, and then make it. Well, you know what a donut is. Well, so, but yeah, anyway. but nobody done that so. before then. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm very glad for him. Read this too. This is still not the topic yet, but I, I like this. They said that many churches, I read, I forget who said this, read this on Facebook. Many churches, you're on your phone. Are you listening no, to I'm me? I'm looking you're for attention? some notes on my phone. I'm listening to you. I'm paying okay. attention. The, um, so many churches preach the Godfather instead of God the Father. Yeah. Absolutely. Have you read that before? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. I mean, obviously, so what we mean, what, what is meant by that is, is we preach a God that is harsh and judgmental yeah. and vindictive and, and all this, and we, we preach the Godfather instead of God the Father. So I yeah. thought that was good as well. So earlier this evening, um, came across a post and by a young lady, and I had seen her on Facebook before, um, was not... Friends with her, we had a lot of mutual friends and sent her friend requests, and now we are friends. And I asked her, I mean, obviously, if you post something on Facebook, there's already, you're already giving a privacy in that. But, but still, I wanted her permission to do this. So I, I did message her and asked her a couple hours ago for permission, and, and permission what? was granted to, to share this on the podcast. On the podcast. Okay. Um, right. Her name is uh, Taylor LaFlash, and Taylor is spelled T A Y L E R. Uh, Love Flash, L A capital F L A S H. Taylor Love Flash, and and I had, and I had seen her on Facebook before because we had, do have mutual friends, and I think some of these one or two of the Grace groups. Uh, she has commented on some things, or and so I knew a little bit about um, her testimony already. But um, she and I knew from looking at her Facebook page that she um, really understands the grace message and just has a great handle on that. And she has um, come out of a homosexual background, okay. a homosexual lifestyle. And so she wrote uh, that this, this post starts out, I may not read all of it, but I want to read fair parts of it. Uh, it's called pride month reminders. Of course, in the month of June, we're seeing a lot of things of, of the so-called pride month. And she wrote something here. I think this is tremendous what she wrote. And, it, you know, it's obviously meaningful because knowing her background, she's not that old. I mean, it looks like she's in her 20s. I don't know for sure. But she writes this. Um, so let me get your thoughts on this as I read through parts of this. Said, Christians, before you post something about Pride Month, usually something condescending and snarky, ask yourself this, will what I post reach these people or will this push them farther away? And she says, your posting about the rainbow being about God's promise may be true, and all the believers online will chime in and say amen, but the people you need to reach most are not believers and are spiritually blind and dead in sin and will never understand the things you post, and they will recoil away from you, and it will drive them further into sin and away from Jesus. Remember, placing people under the law telling people to just stop sinning when they haven't even been born again and, and have the ability to, to do so, leads to increased sin, Romans 5.20. Only grace enables power over sin. I'm going to keep reading. Any thoughts so far? Totally agree with that. Yeah. 
It says, Romans also says, God's kindness leads people to repentance and faith in Jesus, his kindness that is demonstrated in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. If you truly want to see the LGBT community come to faith in Christ, you would post and preach about Jesus and nothing else. Preach of his goodness and kindness and grace as those are the things that lead to repentance. There's a verse in Romans 2, 4 she references, and enable people to deny ungodliness, the Titus 2 passage. And she writes this, As a Christian, I understand it may be frustrating to see such perversion of God's truth. I'd imagine it's similar to how Jesus felt toward the nation of Israel. That's an interesting thought. You know, Jesus, nation of Israel, was very much in rebellion to God. However, go back and read every encounter Jesus had with sinners and then compare it to how you are approaching the LGBT community. Jesus did not approach them preaching law and fire insurance. He met them and demonstrated grace, kindness, and love. It was this embodied in the person of Jesus that led people to repent and turn to him. Everyone who encountered Jesus left changed, and this was made possible by his kindness and grace. And she says this, They did not change themselves before encountering him, but they did leave changed after encountering him. Got some more to read. Any comments yeah, or thoughts I mean, so far? I think it's exactly right. She continues, So might some might say, quote, I need to preach truth, to which I would remind you, remind you, unbelievers cannot understand spiritual truth until being born again. We cannot get that backwards. People cannot possibly understand the truths of the kingdom until they receive a new heart and new spirit that is joined to Christ, which is why we see in the New Testament the gospel was preached simply as Christ and him crucified. We've talked about that a lot even recently, the simplicity of that. She writes, that is the good news that Jesus died and rose from the dead, and any who believe in him will not perish, John 3.16. We see this simple gospel presentation when interacting with sinners. Why so simple? Because after that, they believe and they receive a new and obedient heart, a new spirit, and new desires. It is only after being born again people can deny ungodliness and live a new life. So if you are preaching anything other than the simplicity of the gospel of Jesus, 1 Corinthians 15.1-4, we talked about that, I think, last time, then you are simply preaching to the choir of believers and missing an opportunity to reach the lost. And getting close to being done here. She says, uh, we simply need to point people to Jesus, point people to the person and truth of Jesus, his death and resurrection, and then trust Jesus will do what he said, that he will complete the work in them and change them from the core out. So before you post anything about Pride Month, ask yourself two questions. One is what I'm posting demonstrating the love, kindness, and grace of Jesus that will point people to him, or am I posting something to get amens from other believers and to puff up my own flesh and make myself feel better because by saying something public in response to sinners being sinners, I feel like somehow I did something productive. Completely agree with that. I thought that was... I, I mean, agree with every the, word of that. The, yeah, I do too. The idea that, you know, the transformation, you know, law doesn't work. I mean, and... I have, an ex- I have a Bible example. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, we, we tend to think that, you know, for God to get our attention... You know, he does, he, he kind of, you know, you lose your job, your family falls apart, you get mm-hmm. cancer. You know, that's how God shakes you up to turn you to him, okay? And I would say that, I, you know, I, I think that can happen, and I'm not saying God, you know, you, I mean, God can use anything, and I think, you know, anything can be something that can get you to turn in a new direction. But I love the story of when Jesus was ready to call Peter, who I think at that time was the first disciple he called, I think, Um and so Peter's out on the remember. boat, 
And Jesus says, hey, throw the net on the other side of the boat. Mm-hmm. And they've been fishing all night. Hadn't caught anything. And they catch this huge catch of fish that almost sinks the boat. Okay. Now, Peter then runs up to Jesus, falls on his knees, says, depart from me for I'm a sinful man. So Peter, I mean, some, some could say that that, was, sounds, that sounds a lot like repentance to me. In a way, mm-hmm. you know, he, he acknowledges that Jesus either is Lord or somebody that's a notch above him anyway. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, Jesus didn't get his attention by sinking his boat. Yeah. He got his attention by giving him an abundance of them. Now, here's the thing that I find really interesting. Was that a miracle? Well, is is it possible that you can throw your nets on one side of the boat and not catch anything, throw your th- nest on the other side and catch it? I mean, that is possible. It's yeah, not I've like heard that debate that not, the, the miracle was just knowing where the fish are or well, something like that. Well, here's my, here's my point. You know, the fish didn't jump into the boat. I mean, that would have been more of a miracle, okay? You know, that would have been <laughs> yeah, more true, impressive, yeah. okay? okay? A tornado would come across or maybe pull the, you yeah. know, that would, have been, that would have been more. So it wasn't necessarily a jaw-dropping miracle like the party in the Red Sea. Okay, yeah. Okay? I see that. Well, yeah. Let's just give, say that, all right? Okay. So Peter got a, a shocking abundance in a short amount of time, recognized that that came from Jesus because Jesus is the one who told him what to do, Okay. He comes up to Jesus and he says, "Part of me, sinful man." And Jesus didn't even address what he said. So, no, you're going to come with me and fish for men. That was the yeah. thing, okay. So Jesus didn't say, "Yeah, buddy, it's a you know you 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 have been a real mess." I mean, did Jesus didn't even address that? So it was uh, now, okay. Go ahead. Keep okay, going. but here here's my point. I think we ought to somehow figure out how to encourage people to realize there's something really surprisingly good happens in their life. Maybe that's God's attempt yeah. to get their attention. Yeah. It may not be an out-and-out miracle. It may not be a healing of cancer. Just something that's just completely unexpected. It's really good. Maybe that's God saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm on your side. I love you. And let's, you I know. mean, that would make it interesting. You know, I mean, you see a Facebook post or something, someone's, boy, God's really – I mean, if someone just started out saying, whether it's a Facebook or in person or I'm from a platform, if they start out, you know, boy, back in – 19 whatever god really got my attention everybody's going to assume that something bad happened right oh yeah that's what we think so rather than so that would make it that make it a great testimony get up and say you know five years ago god really got my attention and then share yeah yeah and then share some great thing you know some good thing that happened and so that that gets to this so the kindness of god leads us to repentance yeah and i see that's i believe that's an illustration of that verse oh oh, yeah yeah i see that i would agree yeah and you know, I just that find that fascinating. Yeah. I find it fascinating on so many levels. One, it was a good thing that Jesus did for him that shook him up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you know, and, and, and it did bring him. It's not like Peter came to him and said, hey, that was amazing. Could we just continue to do that? And he didn't even see it mm-hmm. as a hope. Hey, you could really help me prosper here if you could do this on a regular basis. You know, that that wouldn't. it was a deeper thing for Peter. He realized he had a need, I think. he had. You know, he realized something was missing in his life. And that Jesus was there, and you know, you know, it's also interesting because at that point, you know, there was no regeneration at that point. Right, Peter didn't receive a new heart right. or a new right. or a spirit come right. alive at that point. But even without that, yeah. there was still something. And I mean, that that is yeah. impressive. That that so yeah. even the unbelieving world that was in the, right. is in the same place as where Peter was then, still an unbeliever officially. You know, no new heart. Still not come to life. Yeah. There's still something about the goodness and kindness of God yeah. that attracts even those who are spiritually I mean, dead. If so. nothing else you can say it was an epiphany for yeah. Peter. And that's what made, repentance is. Yeah. A change of mind. Ross yeah. said he changed his mind about yeah. And about you this know, person. Jesus recruited him 
by blowing him away with his goodness. I just think that's a great story. So, yeah, so it relates as as to what uh, Taylor shares here. I mean, it really did make me think about, you know, it's it's not changing the standard. It's not excusing any sin. It's just recognizing... It's just recognizing what works and what doesn't work. And it's you know? just not the focus. Law doesn't work, and it's not the focus. It's not the, the focus. focus. is the gospel. The focus is not we got to get everybody to quit sinning. we got to get everybody's lives straightened out. That is not the focus. The focus is on the good news of the gospel, and let God worry with it. And then God changes hearts and the, yeah. the, the powers. We talk about it all the time, Romans 1. You know, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God right. and the salvation. It's not my beating people over the right. head. That's the power of God. And not that you it's just can't hardly so. convince a lot of Christians of that. You just can't hardly convince them that they're not doing God's will by trying to bash every sin that they perceive on the horizon. By, and, and why is that? I've got an idea on this, but well, why, why do you think law. that is? It's all because they're legal. They're they're law based. They're, they're performance yeah. based anyway. You're not performing. I got to tell you, show you that you're not performing. I am performing, and I got to, you know, in, in lieu of lifting myself up on, you know, I'm going to bring you down. Mm-hmm. And in a way, I think it's to make them feel better about themselves. But that's the way they think. They don't think in terms of the gospel. They think in terms of law. And and that's because a lot of people, I think. You know, haven't really even a lot of believers have not really experienced that type of freedom and enjoying their own life. No, oh no. You know, they started out. You know, they had the initial, but they reverted back to the flesh, and it's a it's a mixed message there. And so, if you haven't experienced in your own life, then you really can't trust God to bring that freedom to somebody else either. And, and boy, so, I tell you, try to show that to them sometimes, and you get um, mixed but the, this, reactions. This you know? testimony by, by Taylor, knowing you know, that, that she is a living example of, yeah. of being set free yeah. uh, from that herself and to share that way, I, I just thought was a great post and, and very appreciative. Of yeah, that. That, is, that is very cool. That is the, very cool. Um, I've got some other things, but anything no, else? Go you ahead, go ahead. I've, I've got stuff, but go the, ahead. I um, heard a, um, from, I was talking to Landry, my old son, the other day, and um, his wife, Joanna, has a, has, a, has a great title. I think it's a good title. I think you'll like it, too, for a particular passage. Uh, passage close to the one you talked about in Ephesians 3, but where it talks about now unto him who is able to do immeasurably, abundantly above all that we ask or think. Ephesians 3, Ephesians right? 3, right. The last two verses of Ephesians 3. 20 and 21, I think that would I be. I believe it would be. I believe yeah, it would be. Yeah, you're going to correct me I, on this I, now. I think Tell you me it's like right Ephesians now. 4 <laughs> or something. Okay, just want to make sure. So, you know. So, okay, so think about that, okay? God can do, you think you know what God can do? No, God can do immeasurably, yeah. abundantly above. Evidently, the, the phrase that uh, Joanna came up with is, um, now, some may want to alter this a little bit, but this is this is the phrase she came up. That's God's hold my beer passage. <laughs> <laughs> so the phrase, I don't know where that phrase hold my beer oh, came, came from. Somebody but said, yeah, watch yeah, this. Yeah, it's so like, yeah, you, when you're you going to top yeah. what somebody else did. So yeah. somebody does something that's kind of amazing. And it's when you're skeptical. Oh, yeah, you can't yeah. do that. Yeah, well, hold so, my so beer, say, watch hold this. My beer. Yeah. Now we yeah. can change that to hold my sweet tea. or we can hold my, <laughs> In hold, Kentucky, it's hold my ALA one. Hold my yeah. ALA one yeah. or hold my Chick-fil-A sweet tea with lemon or whatever. Hold my Hold my beer. So that's so Ephesians three. That's God's hold my beer passage. So um, I thought that was pretty good. All right. The um, I've got got some more here. Do you want to jump? No, in go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I'm, I'm saving mine. Uh, we, where are we doing on? Okay. All right. Um, great point in a, a post I saw by Brad Robertson. Brad Brad's a great uh, teacher of the New Covenant Grace. Uh, lives in Eastern Tennessee and some great stuff online. Um, he pointed out that. 
you know, people talk about the great commandment. And, you know, we've talked about that before, that Jesus, you know, he's asked, what's the greatest commandment law? Right. You know, mm-hmm. thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, soul, and strength, and all that. And, and Brad fully understands, and, and we're yeah. in agreement. That's, but, but he pointed out something I hadn't really thought of. He says no, that— No, but, but, but back okay, up. Okay. What would you— we, so, we see that because Jesus okay, said that's a yeah. summation of the law. Right. Not a summa- They said, you know, the law and the prophets hang together on two commandments. Right. Love the Lord your God through your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Both great things. We would vote for both of those things. Yeah, we're not but, against either. Yes, we're not against either one of those. But those were not a summation of the gospel right. because the gospel is about what God has done for us, not what we do for and the, God. And the new commandment he said is right. love one another as I have loved you. Right. So the emphasis right. is on God's love right. for us. And that does generate love for God and love for others, but that's not the essence of, of the gospel. That is the essence of the Old Testament law, and clearly Paul and others, you know, we are not under that law. So, But what, what Brad pointed out that I hadn't really thought of in terms and that, you know, the commandment was love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. The commandment was not try to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, oh, yeah, and strength. Right. They pointed oh, yeah. out there's a difference. You know, trying is not obeying. Oh, yeah. I trying just... is not obeying. And so, you know, someone said, you yeah. know, how many times have we heard someone say, well, you know, I just try to love God and, and, and love others. Well, I, and I've said, well first, I've, I pointed that with first, in the in the uh, Sermon on the Mount. It's, Jesus says, be ye perfect yeah. as your Father in heaven is perfect. Hey, he doesn't say try to be perfect. Try to be. be perfect. But if you say that to somebody, well, yeah, that's, where, that's what we aspire to. Yeah. That's what we, we didn't say that. Or someone, yeah. I mean, or, but you you can't you cannot give his people. You know, it's like if you're going to go law, you know, let's go, go law. law. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's where cheap law comes. That's we what we do. We dumb yeah. yeah, We dumb down the law so to our level. But but I mean, that is, so someone says, yeah, I, I just tried to love God and and love one another. Well, he didn't say to try to right, love God. And right. try. He said to love God with us. So how are you? So next, I, yeah, I'm, I may look for a gracious if I think I can do it, and, and honestly, in a, in a gracious kind way. It depends on who would say it and all this, but. You know, if they say, well, I'm just trying to love God with all my heart and soul. And I say, well, are, are you doing that? And, yeah. you know. And how are you trying? Out, Tell me how you're trying. What, yeah. what, 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 what do you mean you're trying? And he pointed out that, um, I think Brandon also mentioned this, you know, if you get caught speeding on the road <laughs> and cop pulls you over, okay. You're, I was trying to get the speed limit. I was trying, I really dude. was. I, <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> but I just thought that was, I think that the idea that trying is not obeying, that, right. that's the that's the key phrase there. Trying is not I, obeying. I have made that case with people. Who, when I bring up screw, I said, well, how's, how, how are you doing on yeah. that? I said, well, we need to you know, obey Jesus, obey the Sermon on the Mount. Okay, let's start with be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Jesus said that in the Sermon on the Mount. How's that working for you? Well, you know, we aspire to that. Well, they just say that, aspire to it. Are you doing it? I liked your not? country accent there. Yeah, yeah. yeah we well, aspire. Yeah, well, that's why it usually comes across when somebody tells me, yeah, well, we're working on it. Well, okay, so anyway, that's, but that, it, it is, I mean, it is cheap law. I mean, it's exactly right. We, 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 since we can't live up to the law, instead of going with grace, which is what the gospel is about, we just bring the law down until it's palatable. Mm-hmm. We kind of dumb it down to, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, we're a pole vaulter. We say, well, we can't make it over 18 feet, but I bet you if it was like four feet, I could do it. Mm-hmm. And so we just bring it down to where we And think that's we essentially what the Pharisees did. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they had built their own little fences and all that that they could stay within or out or depending on which way you look at it and so jesus came and, and just raised it back raised up. it back up yep. said i'm sorry boys yep. you have, and then it's like you well that. you know and, but, and he raised it up to, so they could realize that they needed a savior but a lot of people who don't see it that way just you know we bring the bar back down or we just 
Some people leave it up, still leave it up high, but most their in law bring it down to where they can then get over it. It just really is a. I mean, I, I, I'm still growing in my appreciation of this and still just of how grace versus law is just an entirely different system. That it is still, I mean, it, grace was not added to law. Oh, it's just it's the idea that it's just, well, I think I read somewhere, I forgot who was, you know, that um, I don't, you know, I don't strive to keep the commandments, you know, because I'm not under the commandments, right. you know. So if, if you're keeping the commandments, that assumes that you're under those commandments and legally required to. Right. But the idea that we would walk in righteousness, walk in a way that reflects the, the, the righteousness and love of God without any law, just yeah. because that is our nature, is a miracle. And that is the glory of the new covenant. Yeah. I mean, that's what... Yeah, I came that thought of that verse the other day. The Second Corinthians sixteen nine is that one that God for the eyes of the Lord look to and fro. I remember in, in the King James one time, so I'm still stuck on that with that verse. But the eyes of the Lord look to and fro throughout the whole earth to show Himself strong in behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward Him. And I remember there was a time in my life, my when I was in my twenties, you know, I you know I want God to show Himself strong through my life. I really wanted to be a man of God, so I, okay, I've got to make my heart pure so that God will see that because His eyes are looking all over the earth. <laughs> oh, and, over here! And, you know, okay, there he is, <laughs> Jeff. Oh, I see Jeff there. Oh, heart's not quite all the way pure, yeah. so gonna have to do a little bit better, Jeff. I can't show myself strong. You know, now I look at that and I think, okay, hey, there's only the man to show himself strong on behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. There's only one person. That's yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. And when we are born again, we receive a new nature and Christ becomes our life and we have that heart. And so the, the second someone expresses, you know, puts their faith in Christ and is born again, they fulfill, you know, that verse is true in their life. Yeah. And God is ready to show themselves strong yep. on behalf of them because he's really shown, you know, in, because we're joined with Christ. Yeah, you're in Christ and, and you get the benefit of that. And so. that's, I mean, that is where the change comes from the inside out. And so whatever the sin would be, the addiction and or, or the things that, that Taylor pointed out that, that she has firsthand experienced in her life, there is a freedom and a genuine change of heart. Someone says, well, I was born this way. Well, that's why we need to be born again. Right. And that's the good news, that we that's can be born point. again with a brand new nature, Christ as our life. Read a thing too the other day, pointed out that that leaven is more, far more dangerous than the devil. You know, Jesus really warned about the leaven of the Pharisees huh. more than he warned about. It. There's some, there's some other warnings. And how would you define define leaven? Oh, that would be the the legalism and the mixing the leaven, of the law. Here, I give you my definition okay. of leaven: a little bit of law. <laughs> but then it grows and it it's grows. A little bit grows. of law is what you look out for. That's right. So we do need to be on the watch out for that continually.